And so that leads me into this next part. I just want to briefly uh, speak to our graduates um, and really, you know, everyone who wants to listen. But I'm going to speak uh, specifically to our graduates tonight. And I want to start us from, uh, I want to speak from the book of Matthew. It's Matthew chapter 25, verse 24 through 29. It says this, He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And so tonight, I just want to charge you with this simple thought. Don't stand still. Don't stand still. So every year at this time, people are graduating. You all have graduated. Colleges are contacting you. People are asking you things like, what college are you going to? Are you even, are you going to go to college? If you are, what are you majoring in? What job are you working now? What career do you want to pursue? What job do you want to work? There's this focus on the future, looking to the future. Because the reality of the future is that it eventually becomes our present. And so, why, why look to the future? Well, because looking, if we're only looking right now, it eventually becomes the past. And then if we're only looking right now and in the past, then we'll never move forward into the future. And so there's this, we're geared to living in the presence, but focus and think about our future. Because ultimately, what do we want? We want the best for our future. You want the best for your future. And so there's this philosopher of science, his name is Karl Popper, and he passed away uh, in 1994. But he had this idea about the thinking process and thinking and its nature. And so uh, Jordan Peterson, he's a, he's a, a very um, well-spoken man, and, and he, he says, he begins to talk about this philosopher and this idea of this process of thinking. And I want to quote him right here. He said, the purpose of thinking is to let your thoughts die instead of you. The idea is something like you can conjure up a representation of yourself. You can conjure up a variety of potential representations of yourself in the future. And you can lay them all out how those future representations of yourself are likely to prevail or fail. And so what you can do is you can get rid of all these potential yous in the future that will fail. And then you embody the potential use that will succeed. And so he goes on to say, in this process of thinking, while you're doing this, what you do is you link your current state of living, where you are at the moment, and you link it with this process 
of thinking. And then you begin to realize how you can give up certain things in order to move forward into these future yous that you've thought of that have succeeded. And so then a question is made when you begin to do this. A question is made. What are you aiming at? You know, you're entering into this new stage of life. You're going to college. You're working a full-time job. And while all, all of this is going on, God is tugging on your heart and calling you to enhance his kingdom, however that may look. Whatever that means to you, every one of you have a purpose in the kingdom of God. And so what are you trying to do? Well, you're ultimately trying to improve the future. And because the future can always be improved. And it happens as a consequence of your sacrifice. And so you're trying to improve the future. You're trying to improve the kingdom of God. Because we can see, obviously we're, we're talking about the future, looking into the future. We can see the future even though it is, it is in itself in this potential realm because we haven't made it there yet. And so we can, we can see it far ahead. And so you adjust everything in the present to maximize the probability of success in the future. That would be sacrifice. And so how do you do that though? You don't stand still. It's my simple thought tonight. Don't stand still. We obviously know that we aren't supposed to go backwards. You don't want to go backwards. But I want to offer the thought tonight of even when you're standing still, you could be falling backwards. Be the person you know you should become. And how do you become that? By moving forward. So in this parable, we're, we're linking this back to uh, this, this parable that we talked about. The master gives each person a talent based on their, it says based on their ability. Based on that wording, you know, it could have meant that one maybe had more ability to offer. Does that mean that each person is, each one is better than the other? Absolutely not. Because the reality of life is some people are more talented, okay? Some people have more money. Some people are uh, more educated. Some people have more common sense. But does this mean that they are better as a person? No. We are all created equal. But this is how life is. And so the parable, the five talents, the two talents, the one talent, they were given to each person based on their ability. All of them had this potential future of doing something with their talents that would ultimately make the future better because that's what we ultimately want, a better future. But the person with the one talent, the Bible says he buried it, but essentially what, what we could say is he stood still. He didn't do anything. And what happened says it was taken away from him. There's an underlying thought to this is, is don't stand still. Because when you stand still, you are actually falling backwards. Maybe he thought in the moment, you know, maybe he thought uh, it isn't worth it. I, I've got this one talent. Even if I double this talent, I mean, it's only going to be two. And, and maybe, you know, I, I, I know the master's a hardworking guy, and this isn't going to be good enough for him. So I just would rather 
I just would rather not do that. I'd rather just stand still. That could have been what he was thinking. But here's the, the truth of the matter is, is that time, time continues to move forward. Life will move forward. The kingdom of God continues to move forward, whether we like it or not. And so you may think you're content right now. You may think, you know, you'd rather do nothing because you're, you're, you're stable. But the reality is, is when you stand still, you fall backwards. And so at the close of service, when we, when we go back and eat cupcakes, I'm going to give you, I want to give you guys a coin, okay? It's going to represent the one talent. Because the thing is, is, you all are the future. Right now, the decisions, the sacrifices you make right now are not only going to impact your future, but it's going to impact my future as well. It's going to impact all of our future. And so it doesn't matter what you're good at. You could be good at a couple things. You could be good at one thing. The point is to continue to move forward. Maybe God has been speaking to you about your purpose in his kingdom. Continue to strive after it. Whatever it may be, see it through as you move on into this next stage of life. These new colleges, yes, some of you are sadly moving away from us, and we are so upset. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not upset. We love you guys. We appreciate you. But always know that you're welcome to come back. And, and even then, I was thinking about that. You know, people, uh, how students, some students, you know, will move on, some will stay. And I began to think, isn't that what, what the kingdom of God is all about. We raise up strong young men and young women to go out to, to receive what they, to receive all that they can during their childhood, their teenage, and then to go out and spread the gospel. That's what it's all about. And so I began to think, and I was just, that's awesome. And so, and so wherever you go, whatever jobs you get at these, at these new places, these new uh, cities that you're in, if you're going to stay here, whatever college you're going to go to, continue to move forward. Don't stand still. Continue to do what God has called you to do. And, and here's another thought for you, is that even if, so, so we're, we were talking about all these potential yous that you're thinking in the future, you, know, you get rid of the ones that fail. Well, not every, the reality is not every potential you that you think you'll succeed, you will succeed. That's not the case. Sometimes you actually fail, and that's okay because you're keep, you keep moving forward. And what happens is when we fail, we get back up again. The Bible talks about even though we fall down, God is there to help us rise. We get back up, and we continue to move forward. And so as long as you are moving forward, you're not falling backwards. Keep sacrificing for the best future you can have. Don't stand still. And so tonight, I, I want to close. Um, I want to, I'm going to use myself. I'm going to give an example of myself uh, because obviously I can relate to myself. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I want to paint a picture for you all on where, where, I, where I have come from based on when I was in high school up until this very point right now. And see, I've, for, for all, all of you, uh, I won't say adults because I am an adult, all you older people, older than me, uh, out there, I have, I, I, I've told the, this story a couple times to the youth. 
Um, but it, and so, so they, they may know exactly where I'm, where I'm going with, but I haven't always been the person I am today. And, and what I'm specifically talking about is speaking in front of people. I have not always been able to do that at all. I'm still working on it. Okay. I'm still working. I'm still practicing. I've got a long way to go, but I have not always been this person right now that you see. In fact, five years ago, I wasn't even this person, but I remember the first time I spoke in high school. It was, it was horrible. See, grade school, I could get away with because we would do projects. Um, we do group projects. And so I don't like talking in front of people. So I would just have someone else do it. I'll help on the side, let them talk. Boom, I get an A. It's awesome. But in high school, I found out real fast that I have to give speeches on my own. And let me just give you an insight. I'm going to describe one of my speeches. See, I, I don't remember, I, I blocked out what I actually said, but I do remember the feeling that I had. So I'm walking up, you know, I, I've got, I don't know, maybe I had like a notebook in my hand, what I was going to say, but I'm walking up to the front and I'm, I'm already sweating, okay? My hands are shaking. My knees haven't started shaking yet because I'm walking. I haven't stood still yet. Once I stand still, my knees are going to start shaking. But then I get all the way up to the front, and I turn around, and now my face is beet red. It may be red right now. I've just learned to live with it. But in the moment, when I was younger, it was beet red. And then I can feel the heat, the blood rushing to my face. And now I know for sure, it's been confirmed, that my face is red. And everyone knows that I am so nervous. So, of course, it gets even more red because I realize it now. And then there's always, there, there's always that one person out there. They're like, oh, his face is red. He must be nervous. Like, yeah, yeah, thanks for the reality check. Of course I'm nervous. So then my hands start sweating really bad, uncontrollably. And now I'm not confident in anything that I'm saying because, of course, I procrastinated and I didn't do any of this project until the night before. So I'm trying to teach it to these peers and I don't really know what I'm talking about because I'm still just in the process of learning all this. And I finally muster up the courage to speak because I am standing there for what seems days just staring at everyone because I'm just so nervous. But I finally muster up the courage to speak. And then my, I lose my breath. My voice goes out. So for those that don't know what it's like to lose your breath while you're speaking, I will give you a good example. It would be something like this. I'm talking, and then, and then that's what happens. And then I just stand there, and I can't talk anymore because I just lost my breath. It's super awkward. I lose my breath. I go into panic mode. I can't think off the top of my head because my brain is completely frozen because I'm so nervous, I'm embarrassed about what just happened, my face is red, I'm sweating, and at the end of the day, I just don't like speaking in front of anyone. And so I'm, this is all going through my mind as I just lost my breath and I'm staring at everyone trying to teach them something I really don't know. It was awful. That was my first experience uh, speaking on my own. And even to this day, like I said, you know, you know, I've come a long way, I'm still working on it, I have a long way to go. But, so that happened then. 
back in high school. One day, God calls me to, to speak, to preach. And in the moment, I felt, I felt that it was exactly what, what I needed to do. I, I felt so strongly that's what he was calling me to do. But as time began to go on, you know, I began to doubt myself because you know, I, the reality is I wasn't good at speaking. I get super nervous. I don't even like doing it. And so, and at that time, the only thing, the one thing that I felt that I was good at was sports. I could hit a ball. I could throw a ball. I was somewhat fast, somewhat athletic. And, and I would think, how, how is that going to help me enhance the kingdom of God? How is God going to take this, what I felt was, I only had one talent, and help the kingdom of God. And these were just raw thoughts that I had while I'm trying to figure out what, what now, what this means, what, what God has called me to do. And I began to think that I had one talent. I had nothing else to offer. And so looking then, if you would have told me that I would be up here speaking in front of everyone at that time, I would have laughed. I would have said, you're crazy. You're insane. It's never going to happen. I absolutely despise speaking. But what happened is I began to move forward. Although I never felt qualified, God began to put me into situations that used what I thought was my one talent. And so what happened is I started praying at baseball games because I thought, hey, you know, I'm competitive. I want to win. Why not pray? Maybe God will help me out. So I started to pray at baseball games. But I would do this by myself. And then a couple, a couple of the players, you know, they, they would... They would see me, you know, ask, what, what are you doing? Why are you just sitting there, like, like, closing your eyes, looking down at the ground? I'm like, well, I'm just praying. And so they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We should pray. And so we began to pray, uh, a few of us. And it eventually got to the point where we were, where I somehow was praying out loud in front of people. And Here's the thing, I don't like, like I said, I don't like speaking. I especially didn't like praying because that's a vulnerable moment, you know, with me and God. I didn't want to pray out loud. I didn't feel confident enough to pray for people. But somehow, I, I ended up doing that. And then it actually ended up leading other students to pray out loud for us to win our baseball games. It's crazy. We did win a few. But I continued to press forward. I continued to move forward and step out of my comfort zone. I started to lead worship on Wednesday nights during youth service. They were rough. It was awkward sometimes. I took opportunities to speak uh, during youth service. It was rough, okay? I was awkward. But I still continued to take these little steps moving forward. Even though I felt like I only had this one talent that I had, had nothing to deal with speaking. So I began to step out of my comfort zone and I started doing icebreakers. Then I started, I, I thought, why not? I'll try announcements. I still despise doing announcements, but I will do them. But I did announcements. And I'll say this, it's a sacrifice for me to do that. It, it, it truly is. I get, I get so nervous. Every time Every time, I mean, I get nervous every time I speak in front of people in general. I don't think it'll ever go away, especially when I'm speaking uh, 
preaching, speaking the word of God, because it's, that's a lot of weight to handle to speak into other people's lives. But I get nervous every single time. It doesn't go away. But I push myself every time. I sacrifice my wants and my desires every single time. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, I want the best future for me. I want the best future for God and for the kingdom of God. And so I'm willing to give up whatever I have to give up to further the kingdom of God. And I choose, I, I tell myself, don't stand still. So I'm here to let you, let you all know tonight that your future matters. The things you do right now, they 100% matter and they will affect you in the long run. And they will affect everyone else. So I want to ask you, what sacrifices are you making? What are you striving for? Even if you aren't sure yet, it's okay to not have your entire future mapped out and planned. If you do, awesome, good for you. I need to talk with you because I still need to figure out mine. But it's okay if you don't have everything planned out. God has a plan for you. Here's the thing. I felt like I had one thing I was good at. That was baseball. I wasn't good at speaking. But because I kept moving forward with my one talent, God took that and molded it to his plan for me in his kingdom. And so that's what I'm asking every one of you to do tonight. Don't stand still. Continue to move forward because if you stand still, you are essentially falling backwards. And whatever, whatever you, you want to move forward in, it doesn't matter if you're good at one thing, if you're good at a hundred things, greeting, Bible studies, preaching, teaching, sound, singing, music, administration, and there's plenty of more things. But whatever it is, don't stand still. God has given you these talents that you have, these things for you to use them in his kingdom. Don't stand still because when you stand still, you fall backwards because time will just continue to move forward. The kingdom of God will move forward. And ultimately, we want a better future, a better life, and we want the best for the kingdom of God and for it to move forward. And so tonight I want to close. Uh, if you all can stand, um, we're going to end in prayer. What I would ask at this time is if, uh, if our graduates, all of our graduates, guys and girls, if you all feel comfortable, if you can come up here to the front and kind of spread out. And I would ask while the graduates are coming, if the family members of these graduates can surround them, you all can spread out across this front. I'm going to have the family members, if you all can come up. We are going to pray over all of these students. Um, and as the family, yes, as the family continues to come forward, you can stand by these. You may want to spread out a little more. Uh, keep moving down. We're going to have a little good old prayer meeting uh, to end service tonight. So as the family comes forward, once they are up here, I would ask if anyone feels comfortable, the, church, the body of Christ, if you want to come forward, we're going to pray over every one of these students tonight. And we're just going to pray that God's favor be upon every one of them as they move into this next part of life. You can continue to make your way up. And those, if you feel comfortable, the body of Christ can come forward. Because we love and we care for every one of 
you students, and we believe that you are going to do amazing things, that God has a future, He has a plan right now, and that you're going to walk into that in Jesus' name. So why don't we pray over everyone? God, I thank you, Lord, for every one of these students, for every student here, for every student that may be watching online that graduated. Lord, I pray your favor over, over their lives as they enter into this new, this new stage of life. I pray that they don't stand still. God, that they continue to move forward in everything that they do, even beyond uh, even beyond just being spiritual and being a Christian in their everyday life with their jobs, with their colleges, with their schools, whatever it may be. God, I pray that they continue to take those steps forward and they continue to walk in the plan that you have set before them. God, they may not have everything figured out, Lord, but I pray that they can trust in you and know that you do have a plan, that they have a purpose, that they belong in your kingdom, that they belong to this church, they belong to the body of Christ, Lord, and you are continuing to, to help them along the way. I pray for every uh, family member of these students. God, I pray that you that you are with them, Lord, that you that you give them the word to speak into their, in their, into their children's lives, Lord, that everything that we say as the body of Christ and everything that we do, Lord, let it be able to uplift them and to help push them forward. I pray that if they do somehow stumble, Lord, that we are there, that you are there to help get them back up, to help continuing uh, to help them move forward, Lord. God, I pray for your favor over them, Lord. I thank you for all their talents, Lord. I pray that, that they know that they have many talents, Lord, and that they use them for your kingdom, God. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done in their lives, for keeping your hand upon them, Lord. And thank you for what you're going to continue to do for them in the future, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the honor.